Alright, welcome back everyone, and welcome to our um, third and final literature, I said that right, I hope, literature circles book discussion thing. <laughs> I'm so good at speaking. Um, I am once, we are once again joined with um, the same group mates, which would be Flamingo, Banana Bar, and Bob. Wow. You somehow managed to butcher our names even more than last time. Shut up, Flamingo. It's Flamingo now. Okay, Jesus. Anyways, we will jump right into it. And of course, it'll be one take as always. Because discussions are always one take. You don't, you don't get a second chance when you're just talking normally. Everyone will see you mess up. And that's going to happen a lot, because I don't know how to speak English. So, without further ado, uh, without further ado, Flamingo, you wrote the summary, so please read that for us. My name's still not Flamingo, but sure. <clears throat> After, uh, I should... I used to know how to read at one point. After the death of Saidu, Sy uh, Sy Ishmael and the remaining five boys head to the village that their families are supposedly taking refuge in. As they near the village, they run into an old man named... It's either Gasmu or Gasamu, and I like the sound of Gasmu better, so I'm going with that. Um, as they near the village, they run into an old man named Gossamu, whom Ismail recognizes. The old man tells them to help carry bananas to the village, and so they all slowly make their way to the village. However, right when they arrive, they witness the village be attacked and burned to the ground, and they quickly hear that there are su that there supposedly were no survivors. The boys are all frustrated and angry and start bickering, but rebels start chasing them, forcing them to flee. Once the rebels give up on the chase... Gasamu tells the boys how to get to a Wally, and the boys are able to get to it. But Gasamu, Gasamu, how did I say I would pronounce that? Gasamu, unfortunately, ends up dying from gunshot wounds beforehand. The boys just keep wandering until they are taken in by soldiers to the supposedly safe village of Yeli. Yeli, I'm gonna say Yeli. They live life as normally as they can in Yelly until one day the soldiers say they need to start recruiting young boys and men. Ishmael and company are recruited, trained, and soon enter their first battle where Musa and Josiah, I did not spell Josiah right, and Josiah are killed. In this battle, it is in this battle where Ishmael first kills someone and it is the battle where something in him snaps, turning him into a brutal killer and fighter. He spends the rest of his days doing drugs, watching war movies, and raiding rebel camps with his fellow soldiers. However, one day, UNICEF takes Ishmael and his younger friends away to rehabilitation, where we see them start to withdraw from drugs and get into a fatal fight with other kids. So, yeah, that, that's the summary. Alright, good job, Flamingo. Um... Banana Bar, you did the questioning stuff, so read out your questions, Banana Bar, and we shall have a very nice group discussion. Uh, uh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. So we have nine questions today. Um, first off, 
Gasimu says something about how Ishmael's forehead doesn't glow anymore. That's still a funny line to me. About how Ishmael's forehead doesn't glow anymore. What could this represent? Um, Banana Bar, you, you want to say something about that? Okay, yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, in the book, they said that, like, his forehead used to shine when he was, like, angry and became troublesome, and it shined when he was, like, happy and stuff, so I feel like maybe now that it's not shining, that kind of, like, represents how his spirit has been broken or how he's not as emotive as usual, right? Something like that. Like, ever since the war started, he probably lost a lot of his spirit. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Can we can we all agree on that? Yeah, all right. I, yeah, that, that definitely... Okay, cool. All right, keep going, Banana Bar. Uh, right, um... Question two, is Ishmael's anger and frustration with Gasimu and the way he displays it realistic? What about the way the boys start treating each other because of their anger? Okay, uh, um, I'll, I'll answer this, actually. Um, okay, when I first read that, I felt like it was kind of over the top. Like, I thought they were being kind of irrational, to be honest, but... Now that I think about it, like, they went through so much trauma. Like, they got separated from their families. And, like, they, they're, they've they been worried that their families could be dead for all they know, really. So, like, they were this close to seeing their families. This close. And they literally practically watched them burn in front of their eyes. I mean, like, they didn't watch them, but they, you know, they saw, they saw the village. They pretty much saw their families burn. And, like... Had they been just a little bit faster, because they were, like, right there when it burned. Had they been just a little bit faster, they could have made it. And it was definitely Gossamu who slowed them down. Like, that that's just a fact. Like, had they not come across Gossamu, they would have gotten there before the village burned. So, I guess, like, considering all that, it is realistic. And, like, the way they start bickering, too. Like, you, they, again, you, they went through a lot of trauma. It's natural to be angry, and it's natural for humans, especially little kids. Well, they're not little kids, but, you know, especially just kids to take their anger out on anything they can, which just so happens to be the people they were with, even if those are friends. So, I, I guess it's realistic. It's harsh, but it, it's realistic. Like, even Ishmael, like, throwing the rock or whatever that was at Gasimu, like, I, he doesn't know how else to express himself. He was angry. He was angry at Gasimu because, again, logically, yeah, they would have gotten there faster had they not been stopped by him. So, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree. Thank you, Flamingo. Um, all right, Banana Bar, you keep going, please. Right. Number three, did Gasimu and his death represent something? And if so, what was it? Uh, Banana Bar, you want to answer that yourself? Okay, yeah, I know I, I wrote, I wrote, okay, okay. So, <laughs> I can't speak English. Alrighty, I think that um his death sort of represented the death of, like, the last bit of hope and Ishmael had. Because, like, thinking about it, he was the one who, like, brought up Ishmael's glowing forehead and whatnot, right? And, like, Gasmu was the last person, so far anyways, like, so far in the book. Because after this is pretty much when his life goes 
But anyways, um, this is like the last time Ishmael and company see like true kind. Of, like I, it's not as kind as the old man or the fisherman who saved them. But like he was like, oh yeah, here I can show you where the village is. I can show you where your families are. Like he had some compassion for the kids, you know. And I think, and when they were running away, he helped. He was trying to help them get to the Wally. So he was like, he he had compassion and kindness. And I think his death sort of represented the like death of like the last bit of hope and spirit Ishmael had. Like, because you know, once there's no more compassion and kindness left in the world, it's hard to keep up your spirit. It's hard to keep up your hope. So I think that's what that represents. Mhm, mhm. Oh, Flamingo, do you have something to say? Um. Yeah, actually, I don't, like, I don't know if I fully agree with that, because he wasn't, like, I don't think he gave the boys that much hope. If anything, I feel like he took it away, because, you know, like, they blame a lot of them blamed him for, like, being the reason why they couldn't see their families. Um, I feel like his death, though, sort of just represents the death of Ishmael's compassion and the start of his anger and hatred. Because we know he felt bad uh, for, like, making Gossamu's nose bleed after Gossamu died or whatever. So he had some compassion for Gossamu despite being so angry at him. And But I feel like after Gossamu died, that was, like, it. Like, his compassion... Pff, dead you know like he's lost everything all that's left in him now is bitterness and the anger i i don't know it's it's weird like god Gosmo's death is weird i i honestly don't know if it even represents anything but i think if it does represent anything it's going to represent like the end of ishmael's compassion or like the beginning of his hatred or something like that all right yeah i think those are both valid points um uh, banana bar, keep on going, please. Right, question four. Does the burning of Ishmael's rap tapes represent anything? And if so, what? Uh, Bob, you've been awfully quiet. You, you can read that, Bob. You can, you can, you, you, you can answer that is what I'm, I'm sorry, I can't English. You can answer that, Bob. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, right, um, I'm pretty sure that, like, that just represented the death of his previous personality, you know, something like that, because those rap tapes were pretty important to his identity when he was a kid, so it could also represent, like, the death of his childhood, too, right? Because that's what being in the, that was, like, the start of his military training, and that's, like, what being in the military did to him it stripped him of his childhood so i'm pretty sure that's what that represents is something like that the death of his original personality childhood all, all that stuff all right yeah good we, we should we should call on you more often bob you like you bob you're you're good why does bob get a normal name shut up banana bar Read the next question and stop questioning your names. Um, <clears throat> right. Question six. No, wait. Question five. How did being in the military affect Ishmael and take away his childhood? Alrighty, I want to answer this one again. So, 
I think that being in the it, like, okay, being in the military definitely took away his childhood by like robbing him of his innocence and like showing him extreme violence, right? We can all agree on that. Like kids should not be exposed to violence to that degree, especially not in real life. Right? It it's just awful. Um and we can definitely agree that like the way it conditioned him to only feel rage or apathy definitely also took away from his childhood because like a lot of the times okay yeah kids especially around his age but like what is he 13 14 like they could be angsty sure but they're not just always angry and apathetic and there's a huge difference and that definitely took away from his childhood as well and, and definitely the exposing the drugs like that's that's a surefire way to ruin anyone's life not just take away anyone's childhood just ruin your life period um and I don't know, it just generally warped the way he sees things. Because he is getting at that age where, like, he doesn't see the world as great as it, like... Because, you know, seven-year-olds, six... Like, the younger, younger kids see the world as, like, through rose tinted glasses. Like, the world's amazing. And the older you get, like, you start seeing it's not that great. And he's around that age. But, like, it definitely warped his view of the world more than it should have. Like, he saw every rebel as the person who killed his family. Like, he was just angry, bitter, everything was just about killing, hating, revenge, blood, like, all, when he, when he was seeing his friend, I forgot, like, when, they said something about, like, when they want to see Juma, I think it was, they were like, yeah, we wanted to hear his war stories, and it's like, okay, that's not how a 13, 14, 15 year old should be seeing the world, so, that, that's, it, it, yeah, all of those things combined definitely took away from his childhood, it, it was not good. Um, anyways, yeah, Banana Bar, please continue to the next question. Right, question six now. Now we can say six. Ishmael's first battle is where something in him finally snaps. I believe he even says as much. Says, says as much. I believe he even says as much. What contributes to this and what, uh, what contributes to this and what happens to him when he finally does snap? Uh, Flamingo, please answer that. If you can, you look like you have an answer. Well, good, because I do have an answer. So, um, what contributes to this? Probably the, like, if I had to guess, it would probably be the death of his two friends, right? Like, I don't... I, that definitely had an, like, the death of Moose and Josiah, uh, Josiah definitely had an effect on that, right? Like, it probably chipped away at his sanity. Like, he just saw his two friends, and I think they were younger than him. They might have been, they were definitely weaker than him at the very least. So he, he saw, like, these two children who were weaker than him just get brutally shot to death. I think that'll, like, scar anyone, and that, that would definitely make someone angry, right? So he, he was angry and bloodthirsty, and what effect did that have on him? He became violent, bloodthirsty, out for revenge. He stopped feeling any empathy or sympathy, or he just stopped hesitating to want to kill the rebels, you know? Like, suddenly, he was bloodthirsty. It it definitely like the, that's the long and the short of it. It made him want. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that moment made him want to kill, but it definitely didn't make him hesitant to kill. He definitely want, wanted to kill later on, but at that moment, it at the very least like stopped making him hesitate when it came to killing. 
So, yeah. Alright, very, very, uh, very, very good, Flamingo. Um, you know what to do, Banana Bar. Yep, question seven. Do the deaths of Musa and Josiah represent anything, and if so, what? Bob, please uh, answer that one, Bob. We haven't heard from you again in a little bit. Uh, yeah, sure. So, uh, can we agree that, like, they probably, if they do represent anything, like, they probably represent the death of Ishmael's sanity and the beginning of him snapping, right? I mean, after their deaths, he just kind of lost it. I mean, like we just said, I mean, he he lost his hesitance to kill after that and his sanity. Well, I don't know if the right word sanity, but like, it definitely messed with his mind. Like, I, like, it, it, if their deaths represent anything, it definitely represents something like Ishmael's, the death of Ishmael's, sanity is not the right word, but you guys get what I'm saying, right? Yeah, it, it's like the death of, like, it's not even quite compassion either, but, like, Nah, but I agree. Not Sandy, because he didn't go insane. He didn't go insane. That's the thing. He just got really vengeful, really bloodthirsty, really spiteful. So it represented their deaths were kind of like the deaths of whatever hindered him from being like that. I guess of his humanity, almost not quite. Like I'm sure he still did care for people, but I, I guess that's like the best we can get at sanity, humanity, something like that. Actually. I want to disagree. Ooh, banana bar, what do you have to say? I don't really think their deaths represent anything. Because, I mean, think about it, think about it. It's a war. I don't think every death has to represent something. Like, even with Gosmo, if I'm being honest. But, like, it's a war. People are gonna die. I don't, I don't think all of it... Like, I'm not saying that's a good thing, though, like, but, you know, it's a war. People are going to die. I don't think that every death represents something. I think sometimes a death is just a casualty in the book. It's something that would happen. Yeah, it sucks. His friends died, but, you know, it it happened. It's a civil war. It just kind of happens. It's sad, but, you know, it, it happens. Okay, you know that that's fair enough, Banana Bar. That is that is fair enough. Um, Banana Bar, you may read your next question. Of course. Question number what are we on? Number eight. We see Ishmael win a competition in which he's supposed to kill a prisoner the fastest. What does this say about Ishmael's current personality and how does it compare to his prior self? I would like to answer this myself. Go for it, Banana Bar. Okay. Um, what does it say about Ishmael's current personality? He's a, he's completely apathetic. <laughs> like the, that's the long and the short of it. It's made him completely apathetic. Um, it definitely brought out a more bitter, hatred fueled version of him. It brought out his violent tendencies. It brought up brought out his hatred. Brought out his apathy. Um. I sorry, my brain just died there for a second. 
Um, yeah, it, it definitely says a lot. Because I, I think even in that scene, he says something about, oh, I saw him as another, just another rebel who was responsible for my family's death, as I had come to believe, or something like that. So, yeah, it definitely, like, that scene where he's just, like, cutting the neck and it's just smooth, and, like, he doesn't, he doesn't seem to feel any remorse or disgust or anything. He's just like, ah, slice, slice, it definitely says that he's a lot more bitter now. He's a lot more hatred-filled. He's a lot more violent, or at least numb to violence. Definitely bloodthirsty. And, like, compared to his prior self, like, we saw him, like, recoil at, like... Like, previously, we saw him recoil at, like, any violence. Like, he would throw up. He would feel nauseous. It was just not good. And now, here he is slitting necks and stuff. Like, it's he's a lot less compassionate, a lot less innocent, a lot less happy just than his previous self. It, it's just he's not a he's not a child anymore. His his previous self was a child. He really isn't a child anymore. Like he is a child, but like he he's not really a child up in his brain, you know? Like no child should be acting like that. It's weird. It's complicated. He's definitely different than his former self we can definitely agree on that yeah no that that's fair enough banana bar that is fair enough go ahead and read your final question all right sure while in rehabilitation we see kids who are both rebels and in the army and both clearly believe that the side they chose was the just one what does this say about civil wars as a whole uh flamingo you can finish this off for us uh yeah yeah sure uh, so I think this definitely tells us that in Civil Wars, there really isn't, like, a just side, I guess. Like, okay, obviously, like, the army, I think, is better than the RUFs, because the RUFs are just, like, absolutely sadistic. They are just doing awful things to civilians, but, like, we saw the kid in the rehabilitation. Like, the army did kill his family, you know? I mean... I'm sure they weren't as sadistic about it, but they still killed their own people. And I, I believe they said something about how the army would capture... um, They would capture villages or capture civilians just because they needed more recruits. So clearly, the army is just the lesser of two evils. I mean, they're fighting for their country, sure. But I think what this book is trying to say about civil wars, then, is that there really is no good side, I guess. You know, like, I, again, the army is just the lesser of two evils. You're still killing your own people. You're still attacking your own people. There really is no good side. You're going to have blood on your hands either way. And it's going to be the blood of your own, you know, of your own country either way. So I think that's what that's getting at. Well, yeah, that's a very good point, Flamingo. You did good. Good job, Flamingo. Thank you. I appreciate it. Now, I would appreciate it more if you used the right name. Please. It's great, Flamingo. It's great. Good, 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 Flamingo. Um, <clears throat> all right, the connections. That was me. I, I'm going to read that now. <laughs> I shall read that now. Okay. Chapters 11 to 15 actually reminded me 
of a lot of different uh, different aspects of Kometsu no Yaiba. Oh my gosh, you nerd! Shut up! You've all literally seen it too. You all own like all of the manga that is available in English. By the way, I, I just want to say this real quick. The 13th manga finally released like two days ago in English, and I'm so freaking happy. Anyways, yeah, just shut up, guys. You don't pretend like you're le- any less of nerds than me. Anyways, banana bar. Just freaking interrupting me. The part where Ishmael and friends arrive to the village just as it's burning down reminds me of Giyu, uh, Giyu, Giyu in, in the beginning of the story in a way. Tanjiro's fam- family ends up being killed by a demon and Giyu explicitly says something like, quote, had I arrived half a day earlier, your family would still be alive, unquote. That's not a real quote. I, I don't know if he actually said that. I was too lazy to check. But he says something along those lines. I know that for a fact. Um, it's not a perfect parallel, but it kind of reminds me of the whole situation with Gosamu. Y- you know, like, he arrived to the village, but it- they were a bit too late, so everyone never got to see their families. Y- you-, you get the parallels. Um, another connection I made involves the whole thing with Ishmael being trained to kill and to be a soldier as a young boy. Um, Tanjiro from Kometsu no Yaiba starts training to be a part of the Demon Slayer Corps at the age of 13, and it is a very intensive and dangerous training regiment. Like, I think he literally said, oh my gosh, it's like my mentor's trying to kill me. So it was not safe. Um, he then enters final selection at the age of 15. And what final selection is, is that he has to fend off demons for a week all by his lonesome. He's like stranded on a mountain. It's a whole thing. Um... And I would just like to mention that the only way to kill demons is to literally slice their heads off with a katana. And a lot of demons look like humans, and all of and all of them were at one point human. So, like, it's not like Tanjiro can pretend he's slaughtering sheep or something. I mean, of course, because anime characters gotta anime, Tanjiro or any of the demon slayers really don't suffer from mental trauma because of these experiences. But I can't help but feel like realistically he'd be in the same boat as Ishmael and show some apathetic and violent tendencies. It also doesn't help that his sister is literally a demon, so like he's slicing off the heads of the same kind as his own sister. It's not good. <laughs> I it's I don't it's only because he's an anime character that he's not like Ishmael, I, I swear it's bad. <laughs> um, one more connection I made was when Musa and Josiah died. They once again reminded me of Giyu. Okay, I'm. I have to be on. Okay, so I'm not entirely sure of Giyu's backstory because, oops, the English version of the manga released so slowly. But I have a friend who reads Japanese and who has gotten a bit ahead of the manga who has read a bit ahead, more ahead than me, and she would, like, occasionally drop little hints and something about things. So, if my speculation is correct, and this is a big if, because I'm still not entirely sure, but if it's correct, like, it definitely resembles Giyu's backstory. Um, I believe that Giyu watched two of his friends, Sabito and Makamo, die during final selection, 
And we, like, in the manga, Giyu is, like, pretty cold and kind of apathetic, too. I can only assume that watching his two friends die is why he's like that. So, yeah, that kind of reminds me of how Ishmael watched his two friends die and how that affected him and made him more apathetic and kind of bloodthirsty. Because, like, now Giyu has, like, a huge thing against demons. Like, he was the first one to be sympathetic for Nezuko. Or Tandro's sister, but like he absolutely despises demons. And I, if my speculation is correct, I can only imagine it's because he saw Sabito and Makamo die to demons in front of him. So yeah, definitely reminds me of Ishmael there. Um, on a non Kimetsu no Yaiba related note, um, this, uh, the way Ishmael's character develops also reminds me of Ellie Weasel's book, Night. We know that being in the army made Ishmael more apathetic, more bloodthirsty, more violent. It changed him as a person, and it changed what he believed in. In Night, the more time Ellie spends in the concentration ca- uh, camps, the more we, too, see him change his values. Granted, he doesn't become violent or bloodthirsty, but he does start becoming more selfish, and he does start showing apathy for his father, someone who he cares about and at one point wanted to protect. So, yeah, we both see... we. So, yeah, we see both boys change drastically in negative ways as a response to the harsh events they were forced to endure. Not to mention both share the whole, like got their childhood stripped away and suffer from trauma as a result of their experiences thing going on. Not a fun thing to have, I would imagine. These poor people. Alright, so now that we've got that done, oh my gosh, you're such a weeb. Like, half of that was just Kimetsu no Yaiba. Shut up, I live under a rock. That's the only thing I could relate it to. Do you guys have anything better? Yeah, that's what I thought. You're all weebs, too. Anyways, Bob, would you like to share your lovely illustration and, you know, tell us what it is, discuss it? Again, you guys can literally see it. Bob, just describe it. Stop questioning me. Jeezums. Okay, okay, jeez, fine. Calm, Calm down. Okay, so, like... At the center, but not really. He's, like, at the center bottom. I have the what's supposed to be Ishmael, but he's, like, all sketchy and darkened out, like a shadow. Because, like, he's a shadow of his former self or something like that. It's supposed to be symbolic, uh, something symbolic like that. Because, you know, he doesn't know who he is anymore. His childhood has been stripped away from everything else. He's just a, a shell of the former person he once was. Uh, I drew blood on his hands because he killed people. <laughs> like literally and figuratively like there is blood on his hands like you know his former self is dead he's killed people he doesn't feel bad about it there are multiple lives that he's taken he he has blood on his hands you know um i surrounded him with that weird red thingy because that's supposed to represent how anger has practically consumed him and then around all that is just all the stuff that's made him into what he is now you know death the knife is, like, from him slicing the throat, because that shows what he's become. All the drugs, the gun. Don't mind the weird black particle thingies. I just thought that would make it look like he's, you know, angry, conflicted. Because that, that's what you, like, that, you know, how in cartoons or, like, whatever. I Is this, maybe it's just in, like, Animal Crossing and, like, Pokemon or stuff. But, like, whenever something's 
like a character's conflicted, the a weird black scribble thing will show up. Anyways, um, yeah, that that's pretty much what it represents. It's just a drawing of like in essence, it's just a drawing of everything that took Ishmael's childhood away, and it's a drawing of Ishmael being consumed with anger and his like former self dying. So yeah, that's pretty much what it is. All right, very good, Bob. Uh, very good. You did good, Bob. I'm still concerned for your drawing style. I still don't know why you used to draw fake Illuminati art that helped you develop this style. But it's cool, Bob. We we good. Uh, Flamingo, you did the vocabulary. Please read those out for us. Yep, okay. Uh, first one, I still don't know how to pronounce that. I'm gonna say Nyor. Because I know in a lot of languages, sometimes the G is silent. It gets pronounced as a Y. So I'm gonna just go Nyor. Uh, number one, your, an honorific term placed before the first name of adults. Uh, number two, gari, a food made from dried and grated cassava. Three, wali, a place outside of villagers where coffee or other crops are processed, not to be mistaken with the cute robot from that one movie. Oh, wait, the movie was literally called Wally, huh? Yeah, anyways, um, four, an AK-47. Look, I don't, I'm not good with weapons, but, like, the boys were carrying it around a lot, so I thought it would be good to know, like, what it was, you know, so we really got to know the strain of what they were carrying or whatever. It's an assault rifle that can come equipped with a bayonet. It was developed in Soviet Russia, too, apparently. Um... Alright, a G3. Uh, I believe they said something about... The boys also said something about carrying a G3, too. Like, it wasn't as important as the AK-47s, but I still thought it would be good to know what it is. It's just another type of assault rifle, though. Um, Brown Brown, a type of drug that consists of cocaine mixed with gunpowder, MP. So, when we saw them be taken away by by UNICEF, they mentioned MPs. Ishmo calls them city soldiers, but it stands for military police. I just thought it would be important to know that. Tafe or TAFE, I'm not sure which one. Marijuana, that, that's just marijuana. Apathy, because that's definitely what Ishmael is suffering from right now. It is having a lack of emotions or feeling indifference. And finally, rehabilitation, the act of helping one recover from the effects of addiction, imprisonment, illness, and the like. Because obviously... In the last chapter we read, 15, they were being rehabilitated, or at least there was an attempt to rehabilitate them. It it went horribly wrong, but we don't, we don't talk about that. Um, alrighty, our literary luminary, Banana Bar. You, you go for a Banana Bar. Oh, I hate reading this. There's always so much. My English is going to fail me. It's okay, Banana Bar. We believe in you. Thank you. Okay. Page 89, second paragraph to page 92, second paragraph. I know this is a little more than a section, but these pages show in the village that was... <sighs> but these pages show when the village that supposedly housed Ishmael and company's families burned and the ensuing anger and frustration that the boys felt as a result. It's a turning point, as now the boys have actually lost their families and no longer have much reason to keep going. It's also a turning point in the behavior and personalities of the boys. You know, they became more bitter, angry, whatever. Um, yeah, they are now bitter, angry, and frustrated and have begun to fight amongst themselves. Page 96, all of it. Having read the book, we have the foresight to know that this was 
sort of the beginning and end of Ishmael's childhood. Once the army took Ishmael and company in, it was pretty much over for them. And yeah, that's when they were invited over to Yili by the um, army. Page 104 and the very top of page 105. This is when Ishmael and friends are officially recruited by the army, which is a turning point for both the plot and for the character of our protagonist. This is where everything that had been part of their identity is burned and when they get introduced to the childhood-destroying, innocent-ruining military life. Uh, top of page 107. This is when Ishmael first gets it drilled in his head that all the rebels are responsible for his family's death and deserve to die. We see this be his main justification for his abnormally high violence and apathy, so this is definitely an important scene. It sows the seeds for his future behavior and mentality. Uh, wait, 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 I would like to add something. Uh, yeah, Flamingo? Uh, I would just like to say that, yeah, it, it's definitely, like, that is definitely really important. We see in the, uh, rehabilitation scenes or whatever that he literally felt good about killing rebel kids, his fellow kids, in the rehabilitation. Like, he was like, yeah, we killed them. And I think this definitely sows the seeds for that. Definitely, definitely. Because, like, he, he truly does believe that all the rebels are, are scum that have, that are responsible for the death of his family. Um, and yeah, it, and this, this carries over to when, with the knife cutting scene too, when he was like cutting the neck of the soldier, that definitely translates to that too, because that, that's when he officially says, oh yeah, I truly believe that, um, I had truly believed that all the rebels were responsible for the death of my family. So yeah, that, anyways, <laughs> continue, con continue banana bar. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, no, I definitely get what you're saying, but yeah, thank you, I will. Page 111 to 112, this is where Ishmael gets into his first battle. It is where he sees his two friends, Musa and Josiah, get murdered in combat. This is where he first killed someone. This is when something in him finally snapped. This is where he officially lost his childhood and innocence. And I think we discussed this a little bit before. This is when that anger, that apathy, that bitterness finally came out. Page 114, paragraphs 1 and 2, a lot is revealed here. Ishmael gets addicted to drugs. That's a fairly big turning point for him as a person. I think anytime anyone gets addicted to drugs, that's a huge deal. We also hear that the army attacked villages and captured civilian villagers so they could get recruits and to get food, water, and drugs. All of this reveals that the army really wasn't that much better than the rebels. They were less sadistic to civilians, sure, but they attacked and captured people. So like we were discussing earlier, they're just the lesser of two evils. There is really no good in a civil war. Page 116, very end, to page 117, the first paragraph. This is where we see the real toll of the war has taken on Ishmael. He is able to slice a man's throat with ease while feeling nothing for the man except anger and hatred. It is here where we see he has truly come to believe that all the rebels were responsible for his parents' death and that they all deserve to die. So yeah, like Flamingo said, the earlier scene where he was, like, he was first told, ah, pretend... Like when he was like being taught to attack with a knife or something, and the instructor was like, "Pretend that's the dude who killed your family. Get, do it, and, you know that <laughs> that that's so the seeds. It like you know, like Flamingo said. Um, page one twenty, all of it. This is when Ishmael and friend. Uh, this is when Ishmael and some of his friends are taken out of the army and taken in by UNICEF. This serves as a fairly important turning point in the story and is the introduction of many new conflicts. Ishmael will now be forced to confront his addictions. He'll be forced into a normal life where he'll have to get his violence and bloodthirst under control. He'll have to confront how he's truly feeling from all of this. 
I mean, it's not like you can feel anger, hatred, and apathy forever. Um, actually, yeah, I would like to ask something to that real quick. No, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. That is, like, him being taken away by UNICEF is definitely going to open up a whole new, like, slew of conflicts. And the whole thing about him having to face how he truly feels, you're right. This is probably when, like, those PTSD, like, those, those PTSD-like, um, episodes he's been having, like, we saw one in Chapter 2. This is probably when they're going to start settling in, because he's not he can't, like you said, he can't be angry, apathetic forever. He's going to start feeling something. He's going to start feeling the backlash of everything he's been through. So, yeah, that that's a fairly good point. Uh, continue on, continue on. Right, uh, last one here, page 125, first four paragraphs. Here we hear from a boy who actually served the RUF. He offers a new point of view on the war and reveals that his family had been killed by the army. This is very important because it shows that the army was merely the lesser of two evils. Both sides committed atrocious acts and have just as much blood on their hands. It subtly gives important commentary on civil wars like we discussed earlier. So yeah. Alright, good job, Banana Bar. Good job, good job. Um, Bob, you were our researcher. Would you like to read to us what you researched very quick? Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, so, the first thing that I decided to research was UNICEF, because, like, the organ- that was the organization that took Ishmael and his younger friends away from the army. UNICEF stands for United Nations International Children's Emergency Fund. They are a non-profit organization that generally does post-war relief work and works to promote the well-being of children across the world. So then I did some research on the village of Freetown, the place that the UNICEF workers took Ishmael to. Like the book states, it's the capital of Sierra Leone. It is also a coastal village bordering the Atlantic Ocean, and it is the largest village in Sierra Leone. My research also shows that Freetown unfortunately ends up being captured by the rebels, so I'm curious to see if Ishmael stays in it long enough for him to be a part of that whole ordeal. I also kind of wonder, like, how that'll affect him, you know? Because I wonder, like, again, like someone said earlier, he would definitely start experiencing those PTSD-esque symptoms after being in rehabilitation a bit. I can't imagine, like, that's not going to be a thing soon. So I wonder if this will, like, trigger something in him or something, you know? If he does, you know, stay in Freetown long enough for it to be attacked. Anyway, finally, I decided to do a bit of research on the usage of child soldiers during the Sierra Leone Civil War. Apparently, about 10,000 to 14... Apparently, about 10,000 to 14,000... I can math. Children participated in the Civil War. In fact, nearly half of the RUF and about a quarter of the army consisted of eight. 8 to 14 year olds. Up to 30% of the children in the RUF were girls who ended up being subject to all sorts of sexual violence. It was not pretty. The RUF was awful. But it would seem that both the RUF and the army gave the children drugs to help them in combat. The RUF was definitely worse. I have to say, I don't think the army did that to did that. Like, I don't think they did that to the girls. I hope not, anyways. But they. Both were still bad. Yeah, no, that that's fair enough. That uh, you you bring up an interesting point, the Freetown thing, though. I am interested to see if that'll happen. Like if if Ishmael see it get attacked, and yeah, the the child soldier, like just having child soldiers in general is just awful. But yeah, 
Okay, and once again, I am the scribe. Oh, let me guess, because you have weird time-traveling abilities, or because you already had this conversation in your mind or something. <laughs> yes, Flamingo, that's exactly it. You are absolutely insane. What is wrong with you? Everything, Flamingo. Everything. And you, Flamingo, my dear, are a part of that everything. What, what are you going on anyways? Um, so, real quick, we discussed how Ishmael's spirit has probably been breaking ever since he was affected by the war. Discussed how the boys reacted to losing their families and agreed that they had natural and justified reactions. Discussed the significance of Gasamu and his death. There were differing opinions on this, with some believing he sort of represented the death of the last bit of hope and spirit Ishmael had. Um, others figured he sort of represented the death of Ishmael's compassion and the start of his anger and hatred. We discussed how the burning of Ishmael's rap tapes probably represented the death of his previous personality, childhood, character, etc. We discussed the effect military life had on Ishmael. We agreed it took away his childhood by robbing him of his innocence and exposing him to extreme violence, conditioning him to only feel rage or apathy, exposing him to drugs, and just generally warping the way he sees things. We discussed the deaths of Musa and Josiah. Agreed, we agreed that they represented the death of Ishmael's sanity and the beginning of him snapping, although there was disagreement on if their deaths were even symbolic of anything at all or if they were just that, deaths. We discussed the apathy, hatred, and violent tendencies that the army brought out in Ishmael, and we discussed how in civil wars there, really, there never really is a more just side. Both sides end up hurting their own people and commit atrocious acts against their own country. Questions. What commentary might this book be making on civil wars now? How has the army stripped Ishmael of his childhood and what effects did that have on him? What psychological effects can we expect being in the army will have on Ishmael? I don't know why I'm saying my questions like this. And finally, did the deaths of Gosmu, Musa, and Josiah represent anything? And if so, what? Because we seem very unsure of that. Yeah, uh, good, good, good job. Thank you, Banana Bar. And that is it. It is over. We are done. That was the last literature liter literature circle discussion thingy. I would like to thank all of you, Flamingo, Banana Bar, and of course, Bob, for joining me on this journey. But I have one very special confession to make. Um, what, what, what would that be? None of you are real. I'm sorry, what? None of you are real. What are you going? None of you are real. You can you can go home now. The, the door's that way. It's, it's over there. I actually don't even know why you guys are here. We're supposed to be social distancing, but... So, it's over there. You can you can go there. But you just said we're not really... It's okay, you can go. Go. Bye!